welcome to episode 52 of Book Off Banter. This week we are going to talk about memories from sort of ponies and riding school stories and there's always plenty of carnage isn't there with kids and ponies, two things that probably shouldn't mix. But we're going to start with our news. Do you want to go first or should we, God I don't even know. I think I think you should you should do you go first. Chris is really tentatively like um yeah I'm on like the wankiest I'm on the wankiest run of luck you know when you have one of those runs of luck where you don't want to get out of bed in the morning because you're bound to fucking trip straight over and stub your toe I'm on one of those so um I'm not gonna like go too much into it partly because it'll be depressing for you and partly because like nearly all of the people who listen are just the best and the nicest people but occasionally we get like a wanker not a good wanker um that sounds wrong actually (laughs) 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 it's gone wrong already um yeah like someone who is just gonna basically try and make me feel worse and I'm likely right now to hunt you down and do something oh sorry I was just patting the baby on the back there um forgot I was on a podcast yeah <laughs> do something rash that will end me in a fair amount of trouble so I'm not going to delve too much into it but Henry's back at school yay the level I shouldn't really be confessing this right the level of my I don't know if it's stress shitness I don't know what it is right probably a combination of like multiple things you know, everyone's putting those pictures on Facebook like, oh, we're going into year one. I can't remember. And I shit you not, right? I am not saying this for effect. I am not saying this for funny. Like, I cannot remember what year he is in at school. And I thought about it for a long time and I'm still no further forward. Is that bad? Did you ask him? No, because <laughs> he exactly. probably won't know either. <laughs> The classroom, the one with the chairs. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I have spent a lot of time. Just, you can just skim past that. Like, just yeah, back to school. Back to school. Don't yeah, need but... to be more specific than that. He's back to school. They asked me to fill in this form for like um the flu nostril. Oh, no. And it asked what year he was in. And I couldn't remember. And I've written one down because it was 50-50. And I'm, I think I'm wrong. But I don't know. I mean that's pretty shit, isn't it? Like, I, I don't think it's shit. <laughs> it's not I good. Think it's shit. I think it's just like, I think it's just, no, I think it's fine. I think it's life with children. They just scramble your brain and it's all a blur. And I don't think you should be hardening yourself about this. I really don't. The only reason I know what, what class Charlie is in is because there's just this tiny country school and there's only two rooms and there's four classes in one room and four classes in the other. And there's only nine children all together in Charlie's classroom. Um, So like, it's just which table he's sitting at. I just kind of. It's kind of a similar situation for us. (laughs) But that makes it more confusing. I'm going to throw you a life raft here. (laughs) It makes it more confusing because, so like they have class one, which is reception year one, year two, class two, year three. So I think he's year three, but he doesn't seem old enough to be year three. Sorry, I appreciate this is a horsey podcast. Yeah, maybe I need to look at that. Can you check on his school report? It should be on that. His, whichever, I'll just, whatever his last school report was. 
I'll ask my friend because she is my responsible adult and doesn't judge me (laughs) (laughs) because she's used to me. Anyway, I'm going to move on because genuinely I'm very puzzled and I could talk at length about it. So that's Henry. He's back at school. God knows how much longer he's got left. He's not leaving yet. So he's still there for a while. Then he's he's not doing his A levels yet, though. And I'm still sending him in shorts and long socks. Okay, so, oh, fuck, I've got to stop patting the baby's back. It's like a reaction. Then... The lights have gone off in the car office as well. Oh, this is not good. The car office is not... Everything's going wrong. It's going to shit. You see, this is what happens when you come close to me. Um, So, (laughs) basically, I had a lesson on Manny to get ready for Walsingham. I had the best lesson so good Yay. hadn't jumped him at all like literally not jumped a stick had gone over like a few cavaletti since western lawns so fucking ages and i said to carla like we, i want to jump him around a proper course like get him ready for walsing him so she came especially bless her on her birthday um we set a good course up and he ended up jumping like a couple of them were 130 and honestly he Yay. just cruised round having a whale of a time you know like when they're just he's happy he's on like the best form I've ever known him he looks happy he's chill he's rideable he's just it's not gonna last which made it all the more fucking disappointing when for I'm gonna just say admin reasons because like I say I'm not looking for any fuckers to make me feel worse about my life right now um, we did not make it to the show and instead had the mother of all fucking epic fails. So, yeah, he was all bathed. We were all ready to go and didn't. So that's that. The only, the only good thing is that he's going well, which is awesome. And yes. Henry's gone back to school because we love our children, but we also love when they're at school. We do. So I'm again clawing onto a sometimes sinking life raft here for you, but um, I'm delighted that he went well. Did you get any videos of your lesson? No. Do you know we never take them anymore? I'm going to tell Carla. She's she's lacking really. She's no good as like an Insta teacher. I mean. I did make everybody, though, that I encountered go and examine the fences and tell me how well I'd done and weren't they big. Henry's just so used to it now. He's like, yes, mummy, really big. Well done. Very good. I think he's like, fucking hell, this, honestly. You need to, have you got a people? Did you say you've got one? No, I haven't got one. You need, you need to get one, girl. You need to get yeah. one. You need to put that on to record when you're jumping so that when you're having days where things are not cool, you've, at least you've got something recorded from your last really good lesson. Yeah, and you can look back and think, "Thank God for you, horse. Thank God for you, horse." Yeah, thank God for money at the minute. Lesson, actually, in in fairness, yeah, like Pan is improving. I think the injections have helped. He's still he's not quite where I want him to be right canter, but the left canter, I feel like he's sitting a lot more weight behind than he was. So that's positive. Oh. I'm turning this far too positive. This is not reflective of my life. I don't want anybody to think this positivity is reflective of no, my current life. It's not, but I think pat on the back for you for making it sound positive when it's not. Um, so go you. I mean, winning. Um, <laughs> massive respect. Really massive respect. And Seb is, Seb is flying. Oh, I'm yeah. Wa- 
Well, I'm looking at Seb and he looks, he's gorgeous. He's tasting well, isn't he? He's the size of a whale, um, refusing currently to really do much other than be cuddled and carried. So he can't sleep in his cot right now in the quiet and the dark like a normal child but he can sleep with me podcasting in his ear go yeah, figure yeah he's pretty chill there maybe he's yeah maybe he's gonna do a, a life and broadcast um <laughs> charlie at the same age he's the hoover we used to have to turn the hoover on oh yeah white put noise beside him put, put the hoover next to him that was it yeah white noise i mean go you really that's all i think i just you're you um i i do i feel a bit guilty actually because i do have reasonably nice news for a change so i feel, I feel a bit bad about that given what we were talking go about go for it you enjoy it ping is... i'm gonna try and play down my play down my good news because no. i feel a bit go big um, yeah, well um so i've actually been to two shows not any like not exciting jumping shows i, I took ping is like much like manny is doing some kind of um I don't know, streak through life at the moment. She's in in the best form she's been. And I spoke about it before that since we put her on to the PSSM diet, she's really turned inside out. So I decided to test the theory and see if it would carry across to being at shows. Shows were always particularly bad with her. Oh, sorry, for the last couple of years, have been particularly bad. Um, and she was really good. We went up to Dublin to a show two weeks ago. Um, and in my first test, I got like one of the worst scores she's ever had. But she was absolutely amazing. Like she's got higher scores than that when she was going through her deviant diva stage. But she was amazing. Like the judge used the word like more than once, laboured. Horse looks laboured. Like this is my like goal to aim for is for this yeah. horse to look laboured. Because the last test I did before that, it bolted in the test. And, like, you know, you get things like out of control. <laughs> and then so when your next test, you get laboured, you think this is actually a miracle. This is amazing. Yeah. So she was really good. She got a horrible mark in the first test. Um, partly my fault. I got lost in both of my tests. My circle sizes were really bad. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I never normally do. But as I was saying to Katie before we came on air, um, my husband is ill at the moment. And um, I also have had his lurgy as well. I haven't been quite as dramatic about it as he has, but nonetheless. Um, so he had kept me awake for all the wrong reasons the night before the show barking I said to Katie he's got this cough and it sounds like he's, I'm being very unsympathetic but it sounds like it's like a dog barking it's oh like no I'm coughing. really unsympathetic with other people's coughs yeah I'm like oh well because we never get to fucking sit down and be sick do we they all do they're like oh bring me the soup well we have to keep going if it's like <clears throat> I'm like oh that's not a proper cough but if it's a proper cough I'm like oh quiet and down will you Oh my God, I know. I said this to him yesterday. I was like, how can you be so fucking, how is being alive such a noisy process for you? Yeah. But anyway, yes, yeah, so they kept me awake. And then I had to get up at four in the morning to be in Dublin by fucking 8 a.m., which is just frankly disrespectful, but whatever. I did it. Um, and I, so I was really, I was really poorly and I was really tired. And it was, I just, my brain wasn't in. And in the second test, she actually got a really good score mm. with a minus two because I got lost again because I started circling and then when I started circling I, I couldn't remember where to fucking stop so I just kept going she was like oh was, I was creating like a vortex into an alternate universe <laughs> and um the judge, had to, the judge had to get out and explain to me and like typical me I went I went oh yeah yeah and then I went wait I have no idea what she just said she had to get out of the car oh. again <gasps> that's me to fucking god she was so nice so I got, I actually got like quite a good score considering. 
maybe the judge was like let's just I would have been let's, she's got enough going on <laughs> she's clearly not she's clearly not okay so that was good and then the week after I was at a, te- at a show in my own region so this is just suddenly just gone pink was um she's really good again a little bit more jolly but she was she was great um she's just great and she she got a really nice score on one test she won that test and then she was third in her other test and then she qualified it, it's not a relevant point I don't even know why I keep saying it but she qualified for the national championships at those two shows with her scores from those two shows and I was really pleased with that because she hasn't done anything since Christmas and what she did at Christmas was as I said working bolt across the arena out of control mm-hmm. disaster fucking disaster so I was really pleased I'm not going to the nationals because I just think it's going to be coming up a bit quick I have no cover in the yard and you know it's just it's a lot to do on and I've no truck either and I'm way too old to sleep in the fucking Jeeva horse box at the moment well ever again so I'm not going but I am I'm, I'm really really pleased with her attitude yeah she's just she so qualified. jolly and happy so she's gonna start jump oh is she I know I'm really thrilled with that so she's gonna start jumping jumping this week I'm so excited yeah I presume all my lovely control is gonna go out the window but she'll fuck it she's happy so there um we put fiber into the arena there um the fiber is wonderful but we need to power power it in again because it's just it's, everything's been really dry yeah but it is fine it's riding really nice so bear is back doing a bit more oh that's really good it's kind of it, yeah it's kind of okay i mean she's could be going better i suppose but um her attitude's better and she's i'm just gonna push on for a while now and see what happens yeah um molly is back in work molly Molly is hilarious because she's always really hardy when she comes back into work. Like she's really like humpy and like, you know, hardy yeah. for a couple of days. And she's not like that at all. Like, a, a person, like she's not like that. But every time she comes back into work, so we have to spend like a couple of days lunging and then riding around the yard as if she's never been broken. Yeah. Um, and now she's back going again. And she's just lovely to ride. She's just such a nice mare. And then That's my so little strawberry pony, who I haven't really talked about much on. Yeah, yeah, my little Rita pony. She's back doing a bit too. Because Niall was like, what are you doing with that? And I'm like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. She's pink. Look at her. He's We're like, just looking at her. She's gorgeous. Like, why can't I just look at her? She's so beautiful. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you need to go on and do a bit with her. So I'm like now trying to f- ride four horses, which is really good. Yeah. Like totally amazing. Except that I'm only one human being. Yeah. And I'm trying to do all of that around school. So it's a bit, you know yourself, Um, it's a bit, yeah. bit health skelter, but. Um, yeah like I can cope with way more in than I can in work like the in work is a lot more of a time commitment it it is and it's like if you write like you don't have time to school for no you have time to hack for or school one lunge to hack one or something like that but you don't have time to school for horses in that in that time window and then if they sweat you know you have to you know then obviously they have to be that has to be sorted out you can't just abandon them to the field sadly you know that kind of thing so but i know you're you're the same you're living the same life so it's very good no complaints um no dressage now anytime soon Hooray! A, I think, oh, this is, sorry i know yeah i like there's a an unaffiliated league i think coming up in the the nearby the local equestrian center and then there's um there's a couple of jumping leagues starting now there's an unaffiliated one and an affiliated one and so i'm like now I'm like, geez, I could really do that lorry. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got any money because we're fiber in my sand arena. So I'm going to be going up and down the road a lot, I think. I'm not complaining. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very pleased at the moment. Yeah. It stays that way. I can't wait. I can't wait for them to go out jumping. Poor old, uh, poor old ping pong. Hopefully she'll, um, 
hopefully she'll she'll just connect yeah a bit like yourself with Manny if we could just keep them in this form like forever yeah. it would be so great oh my god because it's like it? you know no matter what else goes wrong in your day oh yeah and like no matter if you get on the others and they'll go like absolute dog shit and then you get on that horse and that horse is like don't worry I know what I'm doing and especially when they're older and they're more experienced yeah it gives me a bit of confidence with her because if the other horse is if something's going wrong with like bear when she won't turn right if I get on ping and ping turns right like if you get on ping you don't ask her to turn right properly she doesn't turn right she's Beyonce <laughs> so like do you know what I mean like it's kind of like oh I'm not absolutely shit then if you're yeah. doing it it must be all right yeah we are also I need a bougie update oh um where was what was he doing last time was he in work bougie you were hacking him yes you were hacking him um so he's off now um till next spring yeah um like I felt that he'd done he'd done everything I wanted him to do and yeah it was time for him yeah to to just go out he was hacking on his own with Ben walking beside him or with taking another horse he was in the arena walk trot canter pretty what more do you want yeah exactly so I think he only ended up doing about a week and a half and then um, I was really struggling. You have that day, I don't know if you're a bit the same. Do, do you have that day with them with the young horses? Sometimes I find like, obviously, if I was a proper commercial producer, I wouldn't be quite so airy-fairy. But I always have those days with them where you've asked them to do everything and they've done everything and they're doing their absolute dead level best. And there sometimes just comes a point in time where you're like, I'm going to get off and give this horse a break for, for, for a few weeks or a few months because I it can't do any more for me. Like That's kind of, um, I just felt like. And so you just do, you kind of know, don't you? I'm so worried also about like their legs, their joints. I was just like, do you know what? You know, go back out and think about what you've learned. Eat the grass. He's um he was a bit of a dick actually. For the first probably week after he came out of work, he was a bit like, Well, I'm very important now. I've got this fringe, you know. <laughs> okay, so now I can walk trot cancer. So already I am a star. And I think he just had a little bit too much sass and like energy and he needed a little bit of a reminder. Actually, you're not top dog here. Wind your neck in, Bougie. And he's now he's kind of gone, okay. And he seems to have slotted back into not being in work and just chilling. But he's kind of gone like a proper, like I think he's going to be an absolute bell end when he's in proper work. He's going to be the sort, you know, that if, well, oh my God. So when we, when we um, loaded the horses the other day, he, I had to shut his top bar because he was like launching himself at the stable door. I was like, listen here. He's going to be a megastar. He's yeah. all in his own mind. He's already there. He's already done the Olympics. So. Yeah, I'm. this is good. This is good. This horse has got it going on. This is exciting. Yeah. He is. And it's, it's, it is cool though. Like I love those cocky arrogant fuckers. I absolutely love them. I really do. Like my, my really good horse was like that too he was he was like the sort of belgian version of bougie he was just like <laughs> you know so fucking cool had it like he was just way too cool for everybody else yeah and um he didn't wind his neck in he what he used to do in his spare time was learn how to open every single stable door he could the only one he never could open was the cattle door here he was because when they, they went into it much to his disgust like he went from a stable to fucking basically a shed when i moved in with nine um, and he couldn't open that gate, but he could open everything else. And he could even occasionally he'd get really lucky and he'd pull down the bar on the, you know, the stables he pulled down the door and he could like somehow pull it over the other way and then lift it up like a cat flap. Oh, like he was such a wanker. So yeah, he was, uh, he was, but he was great. And that cockiness and that confidence. And when he got on him, he was just like, you know, Bougie's going to be exactly like that. Yeah. Oh, I think super, he will. Super cool. 
they were doing like loads of um, gardening. It's... They had two rotavators in the garden the other day. Manny, you can imagine, was like, fucking hell. <laughs> like, um, Bushy just like <laughs> death walked machines. past it, like flicked <laughs> his fringe <laughs> yeah, at them. Yeah, I know, it's class though. Honestly. Yeah, yeah maybe it's Maybelline bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's great. I can't wait to hear about him next year. He's going to be so cool. I know. I'm excited about him. Okay, so. You have to have something to look forward to. God, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to move on to ponies, riding schools, that sort of thing. So tell me about your your sort of start to riding. What sort of riding school did you learn? Or did you go to a riding school? Um, Not really. My mum bought a pony I'm not sure I think she bought him off a mountain in Wales I mean it makes sense given he was a Welsh mountain pony Mm. Um, and he was called little boy blue but he was I don't think he should have been called that but he was called that (laughs) he was very good with tiny kids and he was very good with competent kids but the middle of the road kids that perhaps thought they knew what they were doing he was very good at showing them that they hadn't got a clue, actually. Right. Um, and he was quite clever with it. So I was dragged around the lead rain circuit. On, I lived in the Isle of Man. So I was dragged around the lead rain circuit on the Isle of Man for, until we left the Isle of Man. And then he went to a lady um, up the road from where we were living. And he was used in riding school lessons, like in lieu of like part livery or whatever. And then I would go and ride him on the weekends whenever I could. And yeah, he was a complete prick. Like he was just an absolute, he was very naughty, very naughty. Like, I don't know. I mean, my mum like has all these like really like fuzzy warm memories of him, but I just remember falling off a lot. Mm. I just fell off a lot. So yeah, Blue, he was, he was a bit of a shit. He used to, he used to piss off when kids were on him that, that half, thought they knew what they were doing he used that they didn't have an arena at the place it was kind of like a top of the field they used and he used to like cock his jaw from like the area where people rode and he used to piss off down the field and he used to go down to the end of the field where there was a footpath poster rail fence and then a footpath on the far side and he used to just frisbee kids over the poster rail fence <laughs> onto the footpath he just like that's how clever he was you can imagine he'd be um, like he was that's that's the furthest i've ever thrown that one when a kid gets on he'd be like oh she feels light she'll fly yeah. like a feather <laughs> distance there's gonna be some there's gonna be some yeah like like discus throwing so I don't, I don't really have a lot of like funny memories of him um the one after that was a was a bit of a handful but um I shall hand back to you now you go and I'll come back to my psycho second pony in a minute so I started at a riding school that was quite like a sedate I mean sensible where you would want your kids to go really do you know what I mean like the ponies sensible and sedate yeah Sounds good the ponies all seem to be fairly good, honest ponies. And, but I think, I don't know, maybe I thought I was better than I was, or I don't know, probably. Um, they they like were taking everything quite steady. I'd had enough of that nonsense. So I wanted to move to this other riding school, which was just the fucking polar opposite and was basically just like a kind of dealers slash... Uh, I honestly don't, I, I don't even know, like health and safety disaster where like the ponies were like the kicky one or the bitey one or the bucket or the one <laughs> in every lesson. And when you actually look back, you're like, sorry, what, what made you think any of those ponies were qualified 
to be good riding school ponies. And yet, like, we merrily would just be like, you know, you knew that if you went in with flapjack, you were liable to, like, lose seven fingers. You know what I mean? Like, and if you rode rubble, you were probably going to be plowed face first into the sand. And you just kind of crossed your fingers and oh hoped God. that you didn't get an absolute it wasn't bastard. Too bad. Yeah, you just got a bit of a bastard. Like, <laughs> so that's where I basically did most of my learning. Oh, my God. It's, it's funny, though, isn't it, now? Because, like, on the other end, like, now, retrospectively, like, all we want is sensible mm-hmm. and sedate. That's all we want. Like I said, going to a dressage test and they're, like, laboured. I'm like, oh, thank God. It's amazing. <laughs> that, that's what we want. I'm like, what the fuck happened to us? But somehow yeah. in the middle, we've ended up down psychosis homicide avenue. Like, what did we do wrong? <laughs> we, we took a left turn somewhere. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But I mean, oh, do you know what? I'm pleased. Thing. I'm pleased that I went there because I think you learn, don't you, so much more. And I think maybe if when you're younger, you get in a habit of riding very nice ones, it's potentially harder to ride something that's not. Whereas like I was always riding ones that I shouldn't have been riding, probably. So I'm kind of just have stuck with the plan. But like, imagine, <laughs> But imagine if you always rode nice horses and you never had to learn how to ride dodgy ones like imagine what kind of a utopian existence that would be if you just got to just got to get on and know you weren't going to necessarily die or imagine that, that would really probably be. be the sort of land where i would also have a lail and i have neither so do you think you'd be do you think you'd be really bored no you'd be like, oh, i think i would probably circle again this is i think i'd probably walk with a lot less of a, a stoop and a limp <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, and like we wouldn't be going into jump going, shit, 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 shit. We'd be going in going, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to be great. Exactly. I think, yeah, I think shitty ponies have, have basically just been like, upset the theme. Awful that happened to us when we were kids with ponies and we're like, oh, yeah, this looks great. Maybe I need to be exercised. Maybe like exorcised. Yeah. Maybe that would help. <laughs> Recalibrate. <laughs> not exercised um, my, in, my... Your, uh, in your, watch shorts. What are they called? Two, not your tourist shorts what were they my two my oh um I don't know what did I call them I can't remember but I liked oh, it I, I can't remember what I called them yeah it was on holiday making shorts that's yeah. it yeah yeah I actually I took your advice today actually I was in the sports shop I found out sports shops are very overwhelming for me right very, I go in and I just there's so much it's just wall-to-wall stuff yeah and there's no real sort of in this particular sports shop it's very big but there's no like man section lady section all right okay. it's just of everything's everywhere yeah and I was just I found it a bit overwhelming to be honest I was in there trying to find because I have to go to the hospital next Wednesday to get my fucking pelvis injected remember I was saying to you before about because like, I have to do an hour and a half in the gym yeah. with a young beautiful physiotherapist and you had said to me get shorts and put cycling shorts underneath them yeah I managed to find like yoga pants but like not they're not baggy but they're not potentially yeah. overly restrictive highlighting things they shouldn't so I was quite chuffed with that um I went I got those today I don't know why I've gone on to sports shops now um I had my my mother was always um I don't know whether she had a false sense of my ability or whether I don't really know what to be honest the reasoning was but mom decided I needed a second pony uh because I got too big for blue um and actually with that extra bit of height it seemed to make it easier for him to frisbee me off more so she found a pony for me 
I, I just have to say that when, and this is something I dearly wish I still had, when I was that age, like sort of 11, 12, 13, I was unbearably arrogant. I thought I was a shoe in for the British team. I thought I was God's gift. I thought it was just a matter of show up, get selected, listen to Green, sit down. I, I don't I don't even know why I was like that because I had no reason to be, but I was I was incredibly certain of myself and haven't been since, just to be clear, it's the opposite problem now. Um, and so mum had decided to go and find this pony. And so she came back with this 14-1 Connemara across thoroughbred, but not the right way around. It wasn't like a thoroughbred mare to Connemara stallion. It was a thoroughbred stallion to Connemara mare. And it just brought out the worst of both, I think. Okay. This misleadingly, this pony was called Crumpet. Um, she was actually very sweet. She was actually very sweet on the ground, but she'd been drag hunting and I had been shuffling around on my 12 hand pony with COPD. Yeah. And so you can, it was like Welsh Mountain Pony and this thing had just only ever been drag hunting. <laughs> and it was like tying a womble to a JTO unit. It was horrific. And then like, it just, it got worse because then mom had this amazing idea that we should go cross-country schooling. I just want to point out that at this stage in my education, even though I thought I was God's gift, I'd never really sort of gone out of a steady canter in a field. I'd yeah. certainly never been in a really big field. I'd never been cross-country schooling. And I found myself in a big field, cross-country schooling with this pony. And I got on it and that was kind of... That was that. It, it started at a flat gallop um, and it pissed off across hundreds of acres of set aside, like just gone. And I, I didn't know what to do because I'd never galloped on a pony before. I certainly had no idea what to do when I was involuntarily galloping. I had no fucking clue. And it was jinking around a bit and I lost my stirrups and I just couldn't do anything about it. So eventually I might have kind of decided I needed to do something because I was going to fall off and die. Um, that's how long the ordeal went on for. I went on for so long I had time to stop panicking and go, well, you need to do something about this. Maybe it's time for a and snack. So I started trying to steer it. Yeah, maybe I'll just think about my life a bit. Um, I had steering sort of. I just didn't have brakes. And so I started managing to kind of get it on a circle. A bit and then eventually it it was very fat as well the pony was very fat and not very fit so eventually it ran out of steam and was on a circle and it stopped and I just started crying and I was like you know why do I always have to ride these I don't know what the fuck I was talking about I remember I said well why do I always have to ride difficult ponies I've ridden one difficult <laughs> pony before I should have like nanu 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 to my 40 year old self and then you know realized how how handy I had it like yeah um and yeah, why? And my mom was like, oh, because you don't learn anything from the easy ones. But now in my 40 year old state, I'm like, you learn so much more from the easy ones. Jesus Christ. What was wrong with us? Yeah. Um, so that was that. But that day kind of broke my heart a bit because I, I realized on that day, I mean, I suppose it was a good thing. But on that day, I realized that I actually was shit and I didn't know anything. And the yeah, the good level is on. I am. Bloody yeah, good level. It was gone. That's it. I remember on my um, my little 12-2 who was bought, I've, I think I've talked about this, to replace the 12-2 that I had previously, which just levelled me basically as soon as I put my foot in the stirrup. Um, so then we got this decrepit old pony who was amazing. And I joined like the local riding club. And oh, there was like, you know, girls whose mums were horsey and they would come with the Ifa Williams trailer 
and like the nagras and <laughs> oh my god I wanted to be one of those girls and so anyway I got put on the team the the show jumping team on him and he was a really good jumper like for all he was old and tiny he did so so well but I think I got myself into such a state about like oh my god I'm jumping basically the Olympics because I'm jumping on the riding club team that the pony and I think someone had misled me on the height as well when I got there the jump seemed an awful lot bigger than I'd ever jumped before um (laughs) and he just got to the first fence and was just like no not for me um and I came around again and he was like no no you're not good enough for this um and then I think it was suggested to me like just don't go back in for the second round like just let's just leave it there have some cheesy chips and you've had a nice day out he was a really good pony at like reminding you you know we I won so many like down and outs and stuff on him at like little shows but then I remember there was like a boy at one and I was like oh I put this huge jump up and he just promptly like leveled me into the floor and was like no that's being silly now (laughs) like you've had your fun (laughs) (laughs) I've said no a similar thing happened to me actually because I I got onto the school's team not because I was good because I really wasn't it was because there wasn't anybody else Um, yeah that was totally me with the riding club team yeah there wasn't anybody else I got on the school team and we were jumping in a town called Enniscorthy, which is, I, I was living in the South at the time. So it was just, it was like an hour away or whatever. And the course was, it was in the middle of a Greyhound track. And exactly the same thing happened to me. So Crumpet, to be fair, again, with the, you know, I hadn't been show jumping this pony on a fucking regular basis or anything for it to go in and be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Um, I went in and it just went onto the first fence. It was like, get stuffed, I'm not doing yeah. it. And so I got eliminated and it was, I was mortified. It was so embarrassed. And I came out and I was like, you know, I got back to the car. I was quite good about the crying. I used to wait till I got back to the car. Um, and yeah, I remember like just crying in my school tie and jumper. And we had a fucking pet greyhound. <laughs> the greyhound, when I found itself at the greyhound track, that was the only highlight of the day. It was, it lost its mind completely because it thought it was going crazy. <laughs> so the greyhound had a brilliant day. Um, but yeah, similar thing. And they're just, you know, I never really recovered from all of that the crumpet episodes I mean as I said I can't tell if it was a good thing because now I'm like so far away from thinking I'm any good or a bad thing because I'm so far away from thinking I'm any good yeah maybe crumpet took you down too many pegs Jesus Christ one too many fucking rabbit holes anyway she was just awful she was just so awful when you have kids and you think back on the ponies that you're you got put on and you think like would oh, I put my child no fuck me like would I no have? way I'd put them on bingo I mean? because he for all I fell off him a lot and I really did he was a good egg um Theo I fucking wouldn't put my worst enemy on him and Nuggy the one who came next who was the 13-2 that basically it was just a scaled down fucking racehorse. Like, um, he had so many accidents on him. Like, I think I'd be frightened to ride him now. He just like lived on his nerves. He was just like eternally like trembling and like, actually he was, he's very like pancake. Um, (laughs) and I used to, I mean, when you look back, like fucking hell, my friends would all be able to go for hacks and I couldn't go because he would bolt on the way home. 
So in the end, like, oh God. my friend was really kind and we would go for hacks together and then we would take it in turns to ride her pony on the way back and the other one would lead Aww. him. Um, so it was That's like a nice. little sad procession of, like, someone having to, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a time one, where one sensible we took pony. him. One I know we took him to um because we used to do all kinds of crazy shit with them, you know, titting through the McDonald's drive-throughs, and we always used to ride them down <laughs> to the chip shop and hold the reins like as we ordered chips, like drag the ponies' heads into the chip shop. And this one time, we took him to the garage to get a load of sweets. And they had like, you know, those chain kind of fences and they dangle quite low. They sometimes have them in like pub gardens and stuff. And yeah. they, the garage had one of those, like on this bit of grass that we'd left the ponies to eat grass while we went, got sweets. And as I went to get back on him to ride him home, he bolted standard <gasps> and didn't no. realize the chain was there and basically <gasps> like clotheslined himself so the two. <laughs> us were like just in a heap he was he was an absolute liability I had so many accidents on him the thought of me putting like my child on that is unthinkable like he was he was properly he was a lovely pony but he was properly dangerous like he really was he had a screw loose I think yeah when they're not looking after themselves they're not looking after anybody are they no yeah no it's the whole pony, the whole pony, the whole, po- the whole pony thing is those years. Honest to God, fucking the wonder years. And as you say, like we used to, I, I'm gonna say against my will. I don't know how it happened exactly, but like my life took a further left fucking turn. Whilst Crumpet was still in it, actually, Mum, bearing in mind I wanted to be Lucinda Degree, Mum decided that I needed to be the next Claire Tomlinson. And I, I got forced headfirst into Pony Club Polo. And initially I took Blue Bait, but he had COPD and he had Cushing's and he was not like really the ideal candidate for flaking up and down the field, yielding a piece of bamboo. <laughs> um, and so I, I briefly got allowed to borrow a, an amazing pony called Spicy. Spicy was like a, a grey cob. He wasn't very big. Spicy had been, he's potentially been alive since before Jesus and he'd seen it all and done it all and like if you worked really hard you kind of get spicy into sort of a trot Mm -hmm. like he just wasn't he just wasn't on he just wasn't like yeah he wasn't being disrespected at that age he was just doing his own thing um and then I ended up with an actual fucking polo pony and oh my good christ like she was great little chilly and mesh she was great but she was an absolute witch um and then we ended up she actually went lame she she had got fluid in a tendon sheath and I had to find a replacement pony and by this time I'd actually played for three seasons and we had qualified for the pony club championships in Cowdery and I had to source a pony to play that had not played medium or high goal um like I said just like a handy club to a pony and we found one and it, he Jesus Christ he's a whole other story that I won't bore you with but he had had a horrible life and he was very angry and he bolted it was a serial bolter and I had to take this fucking thing to pony club rallies and then I had to take it to the pony club matches and if he wasn't bolting he was he's he got loose I've got I know he got fucking chucked out of the pony club he got loose at a pony club rally and he went to like the minimus ride to the small little kids and he started fucking trying to savage little po- oh my god <laughs> just savage little ponies <laughs> 
I don't know. He was just, he was a very angry horse for like awful things that happened to him. No question. Um, You know, he'd had an awful life, but eventually I kind of made a compromise with him. He had, his mouth was ripped to shit and he, half his tongue was missing. And so I put him in a hack, I put him, yeah, he'd had an awful life. He really had any terrible scars from hobbles and he just, the poor thing, he, he, it was entirely understandable why he had a major yeah. issue with you. Um, but bit by bit, he came around and we won our finals in, in Cowdery, which was pretty amazing because I was so shit. I couldn't hit a ball, but because he was quite tall and very angry, they used to make me mark the opposing team's best player. Um, and because he was, he used to bite like fuck. So he used to just like terrorize the best player on the opposing team's pony. And so the other three guys on my team were really good. And that's how we used to win. I used to just take out the opposition and they used to just, win they were brilliant but he he was great like I had a couple of bad falls off him but he he eventually he, he it was a bit like Billy Elliot he he turned out to be quite in like quite good on the flat and so everybody had to be like stick and balling and I'd be over in the corner like with my lovely horse on the bit trotting and cantering like, he was actually really quite good like um and I did a junior national championships on him at young rider national championships dressage Oh my goodness. Um, and he was, yeah, and he was on one of the Irish teams, not an international team. It was like a home international friendly type thing, but he was on one of the teams for for that. And I hunted him a little bit as well. So he he was he was terrible, but he was actually a great horse. Yeah. He was a really great horse and I learned a lot from him. So um, did you... So do you think because your mum was horsey so I I longed to be someone who had a horsey mum like I said and you know went to all the shows but at the same time probably like I wouldn't have been allowed to get up to the absolute like shenanigans that we did where we really terrorized our ponies yeah but it's so different now isn't it like yeah, oh, you... I had a horsey mum, but like she was, mum wasn't really, mum used to, and I say this was absolute love my mum, obviously, I'm not being a bitch, I'm just saying it, it's not mean if it's true. Mum seemed to sort of source the most deranged horses she could find and bring them, like there's a six, there's a hot, like there's a million podcast episodes with these horses, there really is. And, and so she wasn't really the kind of parent that would stop you doing something mental because <laughs> she would bring home the mental thing in the first place. There wasn't. So you'd be you like, know, I no, want to like, do this crazy thing. Nice She'd home. be like, we'll do it on this crazy pony. That'll make it much more yeah, fun. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I would have loved sort of like a plump tweed countryside mum who was like, you know, yeah. happy for me to, you know, do pony club and stuff, but like wasn't going out to racing yards or to fucking places where a horse was about to be shot because it was unrideable and being like this is suitable for my 15 year old daughter to learn I would have liked sort of a yeah a, a maybe a more restrained approach potentially but like again I'm not saying that with any criticism she did her best and I, I learned a lot and here we are my mum's take's always been it's very dangerous so I'd rather not watch she's just like oh was she like was your mom encouraging uh, was she encouraging or was she no just absolutely disinterested Genuinely, would she wouldn't now? If you gave her a million pounds, she couldn't tell you the name of my horses. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, couldn't give like, your, your granddad was horsey, wasn't he? Though was that where you? Uh, is that no, where you got it from? He he rode a little bit in Ireland, but um, not really. Kind of all of them blame each other, I think, for getting me my first riding lesson. But yeah, I'm not really <laughs> from a horsey family. It's just kind of it was unfortunate that. That of all the hobbies that I tried, this one stuck. Because fuck me, if I just Irish danced, life would have been much easier. Um, but yeah. Oh, 
I've seen some of the Irish dancing. The it's a lot. Of, it's a lot, isn't it? With the hairstyles and the it is fancy a lot. dresses and the touring round round the. It's very intense. I did a little it's bit of like Irish dancing for a while, but yeah, I never got to the ringlet stage. Although I did desperately want one of the velvet dresses with all the embroidery. We any good at it? No. Although actually, I'm going way off piece to you, as we do. Um, my at my grander's funeral. He wanted like proper Irish, you know, full, full shindig. And oh my God, it was crazy. We were all hammered and we had bewitched on and all kinds. And I took it upon myself. Oh yeah. To, uh, to get back to my Irish dancing roots. That's the for it. Oh, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't be bewitched. <laughs> Are you grand as funeral? You really, really to dance that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah but no I, I think it's a hard balance isn't it because I think with like horsey parents you you get the advantage of like at least they can kind of guide you like I literally when I look back my poor pony must have been fuck he drew the short straw because I didn't have a bloody clue and I was making all the calls completely on my own I had no adult to say to me like I don't think that's a good idea I just pleased myself like, I remember my, my granny, I think one night I'd forgotten to give him something that he needed. Um, and I got told off. And my granny said, you know, I remember my mum giving me a rollicking and saying, like, you know, you're responsible for another living thing. And if he's thirsty all night, that's on you, which kind of always stuck with me, actually. Um, and my granny, much more sort of sympathetically, came up with, like, so what you have to remember before home time it's the three feeds, and that's water, hay, and feed, and the three buzz, which were bed, blanket, and brush. <laughs> Box. <laughs> because basically, that's I can't good though. That's yeah, but you're like your kid. But that's really, it's nice though. But at least at least you had that though. At least you had somebody who was interested and like knew you know knew the sequences or the link or sort of knew the sequences. You know, like you knew enough to. <laughs> remind you to feed it and give it water and stuff like the pony though must have been thinking when I mean, you think about it that, that's how low i've fallen <laughs> but it does stick with you though i was just thinking because it does stick with you that kind of stuff you know with the whole you know now you're responsible for another living being because last week i suffered the indignity of having to ring the vet and tell them that i thought my goldfish was poorly and asked if i could collect mm. some antibiotics and we had a conversation mm. then it was like have you got what did she ask me have you got any Marbacil? And I'm like, no. Oh, no, not Marbacil, Flagyl. You got any Flagyl? And I'm like, no, I, I don't know. I, you know, we use it for like anaerobic infections in horses, sinus infections, stuff like that. And I'm like, are you sure you can give that to a fish? And I'm like, you know, this is me to the fucking vet, like. <laughs> Do you really know what you're doing? My fish is in danger. <laughs> and so we had to give the fish to go into the vet to get the antibiotics for the fish and then I had to get drops of water and all this stuff and I'm like it's not lost on me that I'm like yeah. fretting and worrying and paying money to take care of my bloody fish like I mean it's not that you know obviously every life is valuable but it's just that at was some like point one it gets time. so jumped into you that you know the far the vet was here so much and our vet just does horses but one of our pet lambs was poorly and I was like, oh, you know, we've tried all the antibiotics like to get her over this joint ill and like, it's just not working. 
what do you think? Is there anything you can do? And he was like, well, I can take her in and I can drain the joint and flush it out. And I was like, okay, yes, we'll do it. Yeah. It just, it damages you, doesn't it? Early on. Just a bit brain damage from it all. And then like, now you're like Florence Nightingale for like ladybirds and yeah, fucking stray cats. So we got stuff, Um. didn't we, sent in from from our listeners i my favorite i haven't actually read them because i've been too busy fucking my life up. <laughs> I know what you're um say. the cow yeah i'm and i'm so disappointed she, I'm, I, I should have messaged her actually i should have messaged her to be like we need to know more about the cow um so uh, anis pickstock she said before my grandfather bought me my first pony i used to ride a charlotte bullock because she was so desperate to ride and so she she rode the bullock and i i have to be honest here and say when i was very small my friends and my parents had a cow called slim a jersey cow and i do briefly remember sitting on slim but i, I haven't voluntarily sat on a cow since and i obviously i've got lots of them and i don't know how you would ever get a bovine quiet enough to be ridden so i'm i'm desperate to know more about this because i'm thinking yeah. that there's an obviously there's an option here like, I'm the sort of person that really... Oh, don't worry, I'll just give you a tambourine. Um, I'm the sort of person that likes to know all of the details. Like, if a, you know, if you're going to tell me a story, I need to know the, like, ins and outs. I want to know, like, did it have a saddle? Did it have a bridle? How did they select that cow? Like, did it... Was it just random? How did you teach it? Yeah. yeah how did you teach it to even steer they're so strong. Like even like the lads going to shows with them on their halter train. They're so strong. How do you, how do you, bit how do you teach it to? I we need, need to know. Yeah, we we do. Janice Pickstock. We, we need to know. We need more details. We need to You've know. You've left us I've got here, and I've seen them jump. They're much less. Yeah, they're much better jumpers than horses, and they're way more durable. Like bits fall off them, and they break shit, and they're completely fine. So um, I, I have, a, I, you know, I have a lot of options here. Yeah. I could train one for you and send it over. I'm down. I'm but down for that Dennis right now. I to do it. I mean, I don't think much else should go wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, we need to know more. What else have you ever ridden get? a cow? No, I haven't. I've ridden um, a pig accidentally. Um, so I was cleaning him out and... He, ra- he got a fright and he ran out the house and between my like legs and sort of picked me up with him. And then he got a fright <laughs> and he was making that god awful noise fast. that pigs make. Fuck, yeah, it's a bit, it was a big pig as well. Like he was a saddle, like he was huge, like enormous. And he bolted, I'm, he bolted with me, um, like, but going like, Meh! And I was backwards, like, fuck, I, I didn't know, like, there was nothing to hang on to. Like, Jesus. So I've ridden a pig. I mean, I'm not going to do it again, hopefully. I've ridden, like, a sheep that I was kind of astride to try and control it. And it sort of, I lost my footing and it shot off. Again, not something that will be hopefully repeated. But I've not ridden a cow. <laughs> I think if I was gonna ride a cow, I'd quite like to ride a Highland. Yeah, but then when it gets pissed off with you, it'll buck you off and gore you with its horns. 
Yeah, they just look friendly though. And the fringe, see well, with me, it's not. all about the fringe. But, but, <laughs> fucking is the fringe. <laughs> there's one at there's there's two Highlands at a pet pet farm up the road from us, and I I just have to say to listeners, if this is a bit of a crossover, it's because our signal isn't brilliant, and sometimes I'm talking when Katie hasn't finished, and I'm not I'm not interrupting on purpose. No, yeah, that's so. that is actually good because I um, think we do just sound yeah, like we two... just bull over each other, but it's there's like a bit of a thing, isn't there? It's not. There's a delay, and then we, yeah, exactly. You can't tell when someone's finished, so we're not we're not doing that on purpose. Um, yeah, two Highland cows at the pet farm. And there was one was lying by the fence the other day, and because you know I'm, I know cows, I'm like cow lady. <laughs> I thought oh, I'll just like go down and see. No, I put my hand down to it, and it snorted at me, and then it like looked a bit angry and started shaking its head. It's fringe. I'm not, I don't know. Like bougie. Very, I, yeah. It's these fringed yeah, animals. <laughs> got a very high opinion of themselves. Fringed animals. They do. I think. I think you're right. Rita has an incredible fringe, and it's like <laughs> pinky orange. And she's she's quite all about herself too. So maybe I think you're onto something there. Mm. Um, one of my my favourites was HB Pet Portraits, who um who's a great contributor to the um to the book off Mount of social media. Her this is just the most every person who's ever had anything to do with Shetland ponies would just be like yeah. Her Shetland was chosen as a brownie and girl guys masker for a summer gathering. On one occasion, he was uncharacteristically very good all day long, and they gave him a round of applause at the end for being a good boy. Uh, and he bolted, and he trampled the brownie leader on his way past. So, yeah, he ended his day in complete disgrace. But again, everybody who's ever owned a Shetland pony is like, but of course. Yeah, that was like um, when Where we moved like up them? here, and they wanted a pony or a donkey to carry Mary as some sort of like an actual <laughs> nativity or something. And they like were like, oh, oh rang me up, you know, you're a horsey owner. And and I was like, absolutely, categorically not. I am not getting involved. I am not being introduced to this village <laughs> as the person who fucked up Mary. That is not how this shit's going to go. And you know, it would go like that. It's There's no so other way would. for it to go. Yeah. yeah. Like Tink Mary, Mary would have... fall off backwards or... Yeah, Tink yeah. would have like ploughed Mary face first into the tarmac and I would have just been like red faced, like, hmm, so where the summers? <laughs> How's Joseph? How's he coping with the news? <laughs> well, we've got a little bit of extra news for him now. Mary's in A&E at the moment with gravel, gravel rash. Um, yeah, hand Jesus be back over. In a I'll hold Jesus. No trouble yeah, yeah. at all. The least I can do. <laughs> um... Then Whiskers Twilight said, when I was 16, I went to work at a very well-known yard. I had a field of youngsters a couple of miles away, so I used to go and check them on the quad bike. On this particular day, they had to take a bucket of warm water and some hippie scrub as one horse had cut his leg. And she was sitting on the back of the quad holding the bucket of water on her lap. Uh, we had a minor crash, which resulted in said bucket of hippie scrub all over me, mostly in my face. I could taste it for days. And every time I sweat, I smell it, I'm reminded of that day. I hate smell of hippie scrub because it always reminds me of equine hospitals. And if they're getting mm. the hippie scrub out, it ain't good news. So yeah, I can really sympathize. I, d- I don't want to drink it though. I definitely don't want to drink it. No, it probably reminds, the smell probably reminds me of joint injections because I think yeah. I've See, not been good. vet nurse so many times at this point that I was like I said to Alex last time I was like I reckon I could probably do this myself to be fair exactly um oh sorry we do actually we're not alone 
we do have a, a fellow a fellow i don't know what what sort of it's not the right word at all um in a pickle dressage uh, so my first ever time i rode was on a trek um they put me on a pony called cherry that they'd only had for a couple of days it was it might be the yard you came from you went to with all the psycho ponies cherry bolted um and she fell off but she was still hooked and she wanted to go again and so then her mum either kindly or ill-advisedly um arranged for her to have have lessons from then on so there's somebody else who's had a bad start and was like this is amazing do you remember Um, like every name of every pony premium you ever come across because yeah I like we've just discussed the fact that I can't even remember my, what year my son's in at school and yet I remember not only like their names I remember the personalities I remember like what they looked like of all the ponies I remember ponies that I really loved like you know that I coveted that the proper pony girls rode at, at shows and that I used to like look at like I remember them all like Ben actually shoes one of them now and it's like old, you know, and it's basically just a cob. And he said something, he mentioned its name once and I said, oh my God, is that like, and I knew its show name and everything. And I knew the girl's name and he was like, yeah, it is. Why? And I was like, oh, that was like my dream pony. And he was just like. <laughs> this is the same thing, isn't it? Like they say on, on, on like Facebook or whatever, that meme goes around every now and again. And it's like, you know, can remember every word of every song released in the 1990s. That is me. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what I'm supposed to do in an hour's time, even though I've written it down in seven different places. Yeah. Like, it's just such a thing. Um, this is an amazing story. I have to share it with listeners from Caitlin Paget, Power Rider. She, she said she met First Pony uh, in a riding school when she was 14 and he was called Prince. She said she instantly fell in love with him. Prince was sold and she found him and she loaned him for a year when she was around 15 or 16 years old and then he was sold again she tried to trace him and then lost track couldn't couldn't make any progress and she was told that he'd gone to live in an apple orchard next to a church which my family and i assumed was code for he's dead which seems reasonable uh so i gave up i mourned him and by this time obviously had another horse i was still crying over prince years later and one night I had cried myself to sleep. The next morning, I'm telling you, this, this, is, this is brilliant. I received a message to say he was up for sale. He's like, what? I thought he was dead. She scrambled money together, travelled to Yorkshire. On the hottest day of the year in 2017, herself and the lady driving in the lorry were boiling hot. There was no air con. Then the lorry broke down and they managed to get it started. <laughs> On the way back, he was he was so nice and cool in the back of the lorry. He he was he escaped all the, the heat and the breaking the breakdowns. After a nine-hour round trip for us and a four and a half hour round trip for or trip for Prince, he was finally home. I've had him back for four years now, and he's living it up at age 32 with a modest TikTok following. Isn't that just the coolest story? Oh my god. That's amazing. Oh, hang on, sorry, this more. I'm 25. Isn't it? She says, I'm 25 now and I celebrated 10 years of knowing Prince in March 2021. I believe we've officially spent more time together than, than since meeting than we have been apart, which is a major milestone. And I'm forever grateful to have him in my life. That's so yeah. sweet, isn't it? Yeah, that's Lucky really Prince. Nice. Yeah, because 
I wonder what happened to half the ponies at that riding school that I rode at. I don't really know how it ended up closing down. It was probably they were probably sued or something. Um, I think there's a lot of accidents. I had commented about my 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 bucking Welsh pony and Woodwick Farm said I had a great Welsh mountain pony too. He bucked like a bronco and would only canter if taking me back to the field gate to deposit me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can read that one out. It's uh, one said he said her 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 earliest memory was a riding school horse called Cash. The instructor is in jail now for murdering her husband, but she was a very good trainer. I'm like, yeah, you might have to oh, edit that, that was, bit out. I don't know if we can say that. That was the other thing. It's like. So the, the instructors god there was one woman at that yard and she used to stand like with her hands she, she was really like the trunchbull um like a oh, big no. strong with like blonde hair like scraped back you know like the trunchbull did and she would put her hands and she would like bellow down the yard and like organize everyone to go out <laughs> on hacks those hacks they take like probably 15 ponies at a time out with like kids who could yeah. barely rise yeah. to the trot. I remember this one hack we went on. There was nine of us. Every single one of us fell off. <laughs> yeah, but like that's, again, the same. We used to go on those mad long hacks and it was just sort of, how did we not die? And like that, we used to fall off. I remember one time my saddle slipped so far back, <laughs> like it completely disappeared. Like, like it was like almost on my horse's flanks and like, it was no problem. No one died. We didn't need to don't bother getting off to fix it just carry on yeah and then we used to put horses or ponies that were did you have that as well ponies that were kept away from the main yard that had to like be taken to the field on with the head collar on the grass verge thousand miles an hour yeah we used all grass all grass verges were for cantering one time we went on a golf course i mean i'm surprised i didn't die through being clubbed to death for that one and like merrily as Um, well in front of the golfers we were shameless sorry (laughs) They wouldn't be bloody use if you fall off anyway, though. Yeah, they wouldn't care about you. They wouldn't like. Oh, they'd be like you utterly deserve that. Yeah, yeah, they're very sensible people, though golf people, I think, aren't they? (laughs) They don't look very righteous. Um, we've got Cindy Pierapan, who again is a a regular, really cool, really um good contributor to our social media channels. Thank you, Cindy. Well, there's a time I thought it'd be a good idea to tie my horse to a trampoline (gasps) while I dealt with something that was clearly so urgent. It removed my ability to think through my poor decision. She reared and was now tied very high above my head, pawing the air, attached to a frightening new abstract art sculpture. I did get her down without any injury to either of us. I gave myself a few moments to panic over how I, a roughly four-stone child, was going to transform the new art piece back into a horizontal-looking trampoline so that my parents would not discover my brush with disaster. It turned out to be surprisingly easy go Cindy and I lived another day to make new bad choices with my horses and so say all of us you know what I love Um, is like for as much as the ponies terrorized us we equally terrorized the ponies like you can just imagine those ponies must have gone to bed at night and been like fuck me the things just had me doing today (laughs) You're probably so right. Oh my gosh, what can you think about it? Like, what's yours after? What's that, yours though? doing at the minute? Oh Christ, mine, mine starts. She thinks she's a polo player. She's belting me up and down yeah. the field. I've got asthma. Yeah. I can't be running up and down there while she's wielding a bamboo stick. Mine, yeah. mine today Sorry. tried to get me to jump higher than I fucking am. Just because there was a boy, <laughs> I, just, I wasn't having that. I fucking buried her right at his feet. That'll teach her. Like you can just imagine <laughs> them. 
<laughs> like we never thought about that did we we never no. thought about at that age from their perspective we never were like maybe this isn't reasonable yes. we never thought about that oh and no like, like they, they were, must have been quite robust like when I think that I would hack him you know six hours and the next day go to cross country think nothing of it there was nobody there to say like, well, that's a bit shit. Summer holidays, I, like honestly, it must have been praying. That pony must have prayed for September more than a parent even would. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I, and I, I sometimes I don't allow myself to think about it very often because it upsets me. But I, when I was when I had my couple of polo ponies, which just makes me sound like such a fucking. <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna have, have to a couple of polo stop. Ponies. I'm gonna have to call you something like Pippa or something now, won't we? Perdita, Perdita yeah. McLeod. Um, I, I used to hack them for miles. They used to go miles and miles, pounding up roads, trotting away. They used to canter for acres and acres of farmlands down bridle paths. There was a disused hunk kennel that had a bit of a sand rain around the back and at the end of my miles of hacking I used to take them in there and pretend to do a bit of dressage or whatever like they used to work hours every day and they were never fucking lame and then they, yeah. they used to play polo at least twice a week and that at least two chockers each and like they were absolutely fine and now I've got a yard full of Namby Pamby expensive fucking fanny head horses who are like it's raining oh my fetlock is sore oh no oh Oh, it says mud. I can't. I just like what has happened. I think the modern day horse has gone to the dogs. Yeah, it just has. I don't know whether we're wrong or they're wrong. I think everybody's wrong. I mean, those those ponies. Like, and he was in his twenties as well, and he was putting up with that level of abuse, like robust as fuck. I did have this a little bit with Tigger. Tigger was Charlie's pony for a few years. Tigger was like. It was like a miracle pony. He was just wonderful. He was a million years old. He had jumped internationally. He was like the dude. He yeah. knew, had a fringe, big fringe. See. He knew everything. He knew everything. And he was 100% in command of how cool he was, even at, in his like 30s. And Charlie used to do like fancy dress stuff. And he used to, Tigger wasn't too bad in like the lead rain stuff. He just thought it was a bit fucking stupid. And then anytime a bell rang or an intercom crackled, he would go apeshit because he was like thought he was jumping again. Um, but by and large, he was good. But the fancy dress used to kill him. He just looked so miserable. It was like just the most degrading thing yeah. that could have happened. What had he come to? Like putting, yeah, it would be like putting Big Star in a trekking centre. I just, yeah. he just, no offence, trekking centres. But, you know, like he just was... He hated it, but he was charitable enough that he did it. We took him only once to a show at like probably the biggest like indoor jumping centre in Ireland where they they jump sort of in Cavan. So you know Cavan where the yeah. sales are as well. Um and he would have I mean he definitely had jumped there quite a lot because we got there and we were all done up in our fancy dress waiting to go and do it and led him down to the bottom, which was the original international ring. And he went insane. He started rearing and spinning and sweating and like neck arched and was like ready to go. He was totally Aww. ready to go in and jump. I, th I thought that was amazing because he obviously really loved it. And then I yeah. felt terrible because he was just doing this. I had to take him in without Charlie on him to walk him around the ring a few times so he could see there were no jumps. Aww. And then he was nearly just like depressed. 
It was like, oh, this shit again. <laughs> so I think he was definitely one for, like you saying, out standing out in the field going, I can't even. But how did I end up in this hellhole? Why am I dressed as a fucking pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless um, you. I've got one more. So we've got Kate. Um, how I knew I should have been an inventor long ago. I did show hunters in the US, which, as you may know, is a bit of a pretty sport. <laughs> But there was once where my friends and I literally jumped all of the fallen logs, dropped hay bales, etc. in the field where my mom, the instructor and one who ran and owned the barn couldn't see us. When she found out, all my friends threw me under the bus because they were too afraid of her. Um, And then I tried to take to make my pony jump a fallen hay bale and he ducked out and I fell off face down. He stood on my arm and he grazed while I couldn't get him off until a friend came to help. He left a perfect multicolored breeze, the shape of a horseshoe with nail heads and all on my forearm. There are more stories, but these are the top two that come to mind. That's she like- just stood there, standing yeah. on her arm. He has to have known you standing on it. My so maybe he was like that on my foot all the time. And like now, as, well. yep. as an adult, like you don't often really get your foot stood on. I swear that pony- knew exactly where my foot was and was like I'll teach you little shit ride me for six hours and then like they would stand on it and then they would just (laughs) lean all the way and then I was on this livery yard with this woman who was a nurse Um, and I don't know if it was because I used to annoy the shit out of well all the kids used to annoy the shit out of her and it was a way of getting revenge or if she was actually doing out of goodness um I remember she would, as soon as you got stood on, she'd be like, off with your boot and your sock and you used to make you stick it in the winter into a bucket of cold water. Oh, my God. Like, I remember, I'd be like, it's okay. Like, trying to push the pony off so nobody could tell that my foot had been stood on so I didn't have to put my foot in the bucket of cold water. I swear. Where, where, where Blue is kept, Blue used to do the same. He used to stand on your feet on purpose. Or the hose. And same same thing. Off with the boot and the sock, but they used to soak all their hay. So they used to make you put your foot in the fucking hay soaking water. <laughs> That's pretty fucking Ebola virus or something from it. Yeah, I know, like basically. Is it like yeah. So I've had the same, yeah. Um basically, I don't know who came out worse from our childhoods, our ponies or us. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm always going to be selfish on this. Say me, they definitely put me through the ringer. But then I, I didn't really stop and think about it from their perspective until you said that, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a quid pro quo. <laughs> oh, like I look back, yeah. I, I mean, of all the ponies, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to have been mine. Twelve two. I wouldn't. You couldn't pay me yeah. enough to come back as him. Poor bugger. <laughs> and as well, like I used to go on whims of like I would decide I was going to be John Whitaker. so then he had to be Milton but then I might change my mind the next week and then suddenly I wanted him to be an event pony and he needed to he had this way of going that was like this obviously I'm on a podcast I do forget this regularly he was like Pinocchio <laughs> his nose couldn't have stuck out anymore and he would sort of shuffle because he was probably chronically lame in four legs um and I would be like, no, no, that this isn't going to cut it. You know, this isn't how they do it. Trying to like shoehorn his head in 
with a pelham okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so shall we move on to wanker of the week i mean my life could be it where are you gonna start well do you know what no it's not you're not it i'm gonna go with that i had so much i had so much material (laughs) but then yes (laughs) I've decided I'm just going to go for something that actually I think happened quite quickly after I recorded the last episode. So we went to Lightwater Valley, which is like a theme park, which has kind of got a little bit run down and decrepit. And really, I shouldn't go there because I think (laughs) they've kind of made the rides now. They've closed the bigger ones because I think they were unsafe and they didn't want to put the money into making them safe. And for some reason, I decided this was a good place for us all to go on a family day out. Anyway, um, so I needed to feed Seb. And so I found a little table and covered up to feed him. Like I had, I think, a muslin or something or scarf or something. And I'm sitting at this cafe, right? So feeding Seb all covered up. And it's quite difficult. Seb's like a jiggly baby to feed, like... So he doesn't just light, he like thrashes about. So I'm like hanging on to this like scarf, you know, because I thought, preserve my modesty. And I thought, fuck me, it's cold. It was cold, actually. It was bitter. And it was one of those days where you thought it was going to be warm. So everyone was in shorts, but then it actually was like, ha, ah, fuck you, it's freezing. So I was in shorts. Anyway, I was like, why am I so cold? And I realized that I was sat at a table with... I was feeding Seb on the left side, all covered up. And I had my right boob just completely out. I'd lifted my top up accidentally and was sat. So what, what must people have thought? Like, I'd say any of the men in the audience were like, this is the best (laughs) time I've ever had in a cafe. (laughs) No, sorry, boys. I'm not trying to be, you know, but I'm just... I'm just saying, like, I bet they were delighted. They must have been really curious. Like, why has she gone to such extreme measures to cover a baby? <laughs> and yet, she's desperate to get her boobs out. I honestly thought this was going to be, like, the last time when Ben covered you up with essentially a tablecloth and fucked off to feed the ducks. And you and thought he was coming back. Yeah. yeah. And you were talking and it wasn't him. Yeah, I thought that, that was where that was going to go. No. Um I I was there a good while as well. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Are you all right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, it was cold until I pulled my top down, and then it was a lot warmer, and I got a lot less curious looks. Well, I suppose at least you didn't get one of those bureaucratic bankers that was like, you know, you can't do that here because that's really because it would have been hard to argue with him. To be fair, because. Feeding your baby, <laughs> yes, you're allowed to do that. Sitting with the other boob out for no reason at all, frowned upon, I'd say. Well, I mean, look, um, at least Seb was, you know, being fed and was happy and comfortable and you didn't get hypothermia. So that's, you know, plus points, think positives. I mean, hopefully you'll never see any of those people again ever. So as well, which is I'm good. sure if I did, they would give me a wide berth. There's the fucking psycho feeding lady. Um, so then Ben and Henry had been on off on a ride while I'd been doing that. And they came back and Ben was like, you okay? And I said, 
like yeah just <laughs> I can't even be bothered to tell you yeah I just I just can't I, I just can't be arsed to even begin to explain to you what's happened while you were gone it's fine I'm quite moody as well like do you know pre-children I'd have been yeah. lucky to show someone my belly button I wasn't even that mortified that's what's sad that's what's really sad about this affair I wasn't even that arsed I think I think the thing is, though, like, oh, this is not really the topic for podcasts, I suppose, family <laughs> show. I think the thing is, is that, like, for girls, like, we're always subject to more intrusive things throughout our life in a medical yeah. capacity. God, Jesus Christ, I'm fired here. <laughs> um, you know, and, and at the start, it's not it's not great you know like when you sort of go for like smear your first smear test or whatever it's really yeah. mortifying you're like oh god but when you've been through the ups and downs of pregnancy and all of that kind of stuff you just kind of let it go don't you now oh. you just go in and it's like whatever 100 percent. it's just whatever you know, like because you know i didn't have funny, my first it? smear this has gone way off topic until I was until until after I'd had Henry but then once I'd had Henry and basically I'd had like yeah. a fleet of like I mean they, they were practically selling tickets because he was stuck then yeah like ah, yeah whatever same you see I had a same I had a similarly very difficult time with Charlie and like that exactly so the whole sure of yeah. light water yeah. valley <laughs> has seen one of my boobs there's worse things happen yeah, to see. Exactly. It's just, it's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's oh, yours? I I don't really have one. I have. Oh, Krista. I, I have to nominate my pause. But I know. I haven't done anything. I don't I like other people really. not doing wankery things. <laughs> <laughs> um. um <laughs> My, I was not going to nominate my husband, but I, I've already said it to you because so it's going to be extremely boring for you and probably all for all the listeners because I'm going to repeat myself now. But yeah, my husband's been a bit poorly. He got like a cold and I got it too. And I, I just want to say, you know, I suffered along with him, but doubly so because of his suffering. And he's one of those men who can't suffer quietly. Um, but he's also got that like man aversion to the doctors or like mm-hmm. taking medicine. I'm like the ultimate pill popper. I have yeah. no time or patience of being sick or wounded or injured or sore. I'm just like, they made drugs for a reason. Just pop give me the fucking all. cold and flu yeah. tablets on the painkillers. Yeah, just give me them all. I can't be arsed with this. Um, he's the opposite. He seems to think he's some kind of, I don't know, shrine that can't be polluted. And, um, <laughs> So he was, he, he got to the stage where he was coughing really badly. I was actually kind of worried about him because cough was really bad. And I was like, you have to go to the doctors. And he's like, oh, no, I'm too busy. So I eventually managed to get that done. And he got a course of antibiotics and some steroids and stuff. I didn't really get very much better. So he had to go back again. But he spent the last, the last fortnight um, with this really annoying cough. And it's like a bark. It's like this dog's bark. And he just barks all the time at the moment and and obviously like you know he went for a covid test just in case and thankfully that was negative and i was telling case that was not with that incident uh, <laughs> at all it was quite funny i'm not going to mortify him further <laughs> but yeah he's just sort of he's been doing well with having his cough and cold while i've been trying not to sort of whinge um i, I always find these ones difficult because i get to sort of sit on the sofa and be sad and cough and sniff while i'm running around also yeah. coughing and sniffing doing everything 
So um, I, I felt like he was a bit of a wanker for that, to be honest. But anyway, I was saying it with affection, not with criticism, probably. Um, so yeah, hopefully the barking will stop soon because it's just, it's like, it, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Battersea Dog's home in the kitchen. Yeah. All it's like, <laughs> even the dog sometimes joins in. Like it's, so yeah. Minecraft what you say, Niall? Dog bark cough. Yeah, I'm tempted to just, you know, throw a dog chew at him or something. <laughs> the poor man, honestly. Oh. So yeah, it's not a good wanker of the week, but I'm just really, really worn down with the barking. I hate, like one time Ben, um, he gets this thing with his back where he gets stuck like this. Oh, again, you can't see me, like stuck oh, kind of, like bent over to the side. And it really... Like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, it annoys me. Really. It looks... <laughs> so sympathetic. I, I can only describe it as like, it just looks untidy to me. And I, I try and yeah. force him back straight. And I'm like, I don't mind if you want to have a sore back or whatever. I'll give you a little bit of a very small amount of sympathy and rest and all that jazz. But do not stand like that anymore. Because I can't look at it and you, yeah, you're going to have to leave the room. Yeah. No, it's, it's just... It's an eyesore. Yeah, it's a health and safety hazard. You walking around at a jaunty yeah. angle. So straighten yourself up, fella. But Eve... Also, think of the strain you're putting on your inside leg. Like you could get laminitis. Exactly. And who's going to like, remedially shoe him? You know, you can't. Exactly. Seriously. He'll be there with his shawl shoes on. <laughs> Orthopedic shawl shoes. <laughs> But it is, it's really bad though. But I think like when you have kids and horses and stuff like you just, I sound like I'm whinging. I'm not whinging. I'm just saying how it is. Like we don't really get to take a day off. And okay, some of that's our own fault because we have horses. And I suppose you could argue it's our own fault we have children too. But we don't really get to take a break. And then the, the guys are sort of like, oh, a bit of a, a, bit of a tickle in my... Uh, really poor and me. I think Couldn't also... I'm just like, No. <laughs> I think like there's only a certain amount of like sympathy you can give to other people and they're going to have to come after horses and children. So there's just not a lot left. Yeah, you know what? Absolutely. I mean, some of the horrors I've been through, having a child from my abdomen and so on and so forth. I'm just like, I'm sorry. In the competition of who has suffered more in this marriage, yeah. I win. I will always win. Yeah, so take your bark. Yeah, just <laughs> Out to the shed. Off with you. Can you not find somewhere to drive around in your lorry and so bark somewhere else? <laughs> oh, the poor man. I'm a horrible wife. No. Um, okay, so we've got a wanker of the week in from Lucy Jarvis. And she said, I think I should nominate myself. Out hacking and I decided to jump a log on a very green hunt horse that is with me for some flat work schooling over the summer. He landed with such a thud all four feet on the floor at once that I literally wet myself from the aftershock. Oh, and then I found it so funny that I trotted off down the road to finish my hack, cackling to myself, looking like a total weirdo. I'm still finding it hilarious. <laughs> actually wet herself? Yeah. Or wet herself laughing, like metaphorically or actually? She she wet herself actually and then actually. laughed at... Actually. The fact that she wears self. Do you think that we should wear tenor ladies out hacking? Um, jumping for me. It's possibly not a bad idea. 
Yeah, it's not trampolines. It's not a bad idea. Telling yeah. you, children. <laughs> I remember like we did this grid work with Manny. Um, because actually I have quite a good pelvic floor. This this podcast, you've you all know a lot more yeah. about me than I probably wanted Mine was, to know. Oh, no. Um my pelvic floor is so fucking good that my child couldn't fit through it. Yeah, basically same. Maybe that's what happened with you as well. Yeah. yeah um yeah. so but in I Carla did this big grid with Manny, like really big oxer at the end, and he gave it like some he, it was amazing. And um she was like, Oh, that was you know fantastic. And I like literally just pulled up and said, I've wet my knickers. It was so good, I've wet my <laughs> knickers. It must have was so good. And she was like, actually, and I said, yeah, actually, like he's jumped so high. (laughs) (laughs) Gravity happened. Yeah. I think that being able to laugh about these things is commendable. So I think our, our, I think our wanker of the week, I don't don't even call her a wanker of the week. I think she's a bit of a hero that she was able to just laugh and continue finding it funny. I think that's really good. Yeah, that's what I love. Attitude and approach to life. That she's like carried on chuckling away to herself. Do you sometimes yeah. do that where just something properly I've... tickles you and you just like can't stop giggling away even though you're on your own and people look at you thinking you're an absolute psycho? I'm a bit of a miserable wanker, so not really. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes, not not as often as I probably should. Next time you wet yourself, Krista, <laughs> yeah, have a that's... giggle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think that's a great attitude to have. I really do. I think that's a, that's a definite plus right there yeah that's maybe we should get her on to, to, to cheer us up when things are going wrong <laughs> we need to we need a bit of that don't we? we need to learn how to do that yeah i really like that i one. think if yeah fair play to her that's cool yeah maybe maybe i wonder could she... <laughs> i hope he doesn't do that out hunting i'm just gonna say that i hope he doesn't do that out hunting i hope by the time he gets to yeah to the hunting stage he's not so exciting he makes anybody wet themselves on the hunting field because it just could be cold do you know what I mean after a while it'd be a bit chilly and uncomfortable yeah and also if he's jarred (laughs) you that much over a small log imagine what he'd do to you wouldn't just wet your knickers Christ you'd lose your teeth over a hedge maybe he should be a show jumper then if he's got if he's got really good VTOL maybe he should be a show jumper I know but white breeches are very unforgiving you don't want to wet yourself in those. Very unforgiving. Yeah. What's the rule with white breeches? Because I was always taught, and I don't know if it's just an eventing thing, but I was always taught that you can't wear white breeches until you're a national rider or selected for a team. And I only ever wear beige anyway, because I one, I like beige, and two, because I know that you can wear beige anytime you want. I don't really understand the rule about white. Do you know anything about that? Is that in my head? Don't dream that. I don't, I've not I heard see lots it of before. People wearing white britches. Oh, like over here, I think yeah. everyone wears white. You know, maybe now a little bit less, but um, white's very much the show jumping thing. I'd say. Yeah, I like my beige. I think beige is fine. It's, it's, it's fractionally more forgiving than white. I would really I've like pale grey. Oh yeah, that's so smart. I know. I have my everyday britches. I have two pairs of grey and they're just great. They go with everything. They're really nice. Um, so if any of the listeners know anything about that, the white britches. Yeah, I not heard this, so. Can you let me know? Because yeah, I feel, like my, I feel like I made that up potentially, but I don't think I did. I don't know. Let us know that and just keep your stories and questions and feedback and all the things coming in to bookoffbanter at gmail.com and fuck off banter <laughs> on facebook and instagram 
<laughs> because we really do love hearing from you like you send the best things in and make us feel like we're not just crazy on our own yeah no absolutely amazing contributions thank you so much to everybody who writes writes in sends messages comments shares the stories you know absolutely brilliant we really appreciate it all um so we're always open for like suggestions topic ideas stories wanker of the weeks anything at all you have that you'd like to share with us we'd be delighted to hear and we will talk to you next time hopefully when i am on the best run of luck ever i hope so katie i really deserve it now so until then pray for me and bye <laughs> bye